0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice episode 22. Today I have the great privilege of sharing my interview with Davis Hong. Davis Hong is the designer behind Bai Shao, a minimalist unisex fashion brand based in Salt Lake City, Utah. With over eight years of experience, Davis's distinct style has shown to stand out amongst crowds. The brand focuses on sustainable multi-seasonal jackets and tops. With an attention to quality, detail, and a new yet classic approach in design, the pieces are made to make you feel effortless, effortlessly powerful. No need to think about what to wear. Simply put on a jacket or a top and you're ready to take on the day. Okay, here it comes. Sometimes art feels like magic, pure, visionary, and sometimes it's brought to you in part by focus groups and algorithms. And the makers of art are no different. We're creatives, sure, but we're also salespeople. We need imagination and imitation. We need deep, meaningful connections, but we also have to network. Yep, even if you're an introvert. And that's my point. Balancing vulnerability with veneer is tricky, and it's a struggle we don't often share. So let's share. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Today's episode of Artifice is brought to you by Vocalmist. Vocalmist is an incredible tool for singers, actors, public speakers, teachers, team leaders, and anyone for whom vocal health is a daily necessity. The latest findings indicate that using a nebulizer with isotonic saline can actually help your vocal cords create sound with reduced pressure. Featuring a removable face mask and USB rechargeable lithium batteries, Vocal Mist is an accessible way of getting rid of dry mucus, alleviating allergies, and keeping your voice working easily at any time of day. Visit MyVocalMist.com and use promo code ARTIFICE, that's all caps A-R-T-I-F-I-C-E, for $10 off your Vocal Mist bundle package today. Yeah, so my goal is just to kind of like talk with artists about like what their lives are actually like. I feel like so many of the things that we do as artists are like so isolating and like yes. kind of mysterious. Um, so that's, that's kind of my goal. We can go like wherever you like whatever you want to talk about, um, you want to you want to get started. Sure, yes, Okay, great. Um, and I'll I'll like I'll record like an intro where I like read your bio later. Okay. <laughs> um, so normally I like to kind of just start from the beginning. Um, where did you grow up?
1: I grew up here in Salt Lake.
0: Okay, great. In or, Salt Lake. Well,
1: you're in Lehigh. So. In Le- you're from Lehigh? <laughs> but no, I'm in Salt Lake. I'm I'm from Salt Lake. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh, you're in Lehigh today. Yes. I see what yeah. you're saying. I was gonna say that's so random. Um okay, so you grew up in Salt Lake. You you were born here and you grew up here. Um, so I like to talk with people about like you know, just how did you get into like your creative stuff? So like when you were a little kid, were you drawing? Were you doing creative writing? D- do you play music? What were you up to as a child in terms yeah, of like so, creative stuff?
1: Yeah, I actually started with drawing and visual arts. so cool. it kind of transitioned into uh, fashion, yeah, great uh, pretty easily, which is yeah. nice. but do, yeah,
0: do a lot of fashion designers start out doing drawing? Do you think that's normal? I don't think so. No, not a
1: lot because a lot of, well, not a lot, but many designers that I meet, they say, oh, you know, I can't sketch it out. Like I have this idea in my Hmm. head, but I can't
0: draw it it for
1: you, but I can create it for you.
0: Interesting. So when you were a child, what kind of stuff were you drawing?
1: I think the, the earliest things that I remember was drawing like like people and other cartoons that I was into. Yeah. So I would just kind of recreate that. How old are you? I'm 26.
0: I'm 31. So we're like, I'm a little bit older than you. Um. Yes, please be comfortable. And there's, I also, look at this cute bowl. I got, just got this from Anthropology. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with it. <laughs> I've been looking for a little bowl for mints for like months. Uh, and I found this and I was like, I'm buying this little bowl. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I I used to draw like I I had like this um like contact paper oh, and huh. I would like or you know like the like sketching like tracing paper. Oh yeah 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 And I would like trace like the covers of like VHS like Disney oh, yeah. VHSs <laughs> and then like after I traced them I was like you know this is how this feels and then I would like try to replicate it on like regular paper. Uh-huh. Um so you were you were drawing like cartoons um did you draw like a lot when you were a kid? Like, I think my question is like, did you feel, was there ever a point where you thought like, maybe I'll be a visual artist, like maybe I'll keep drawing.
1: I mean, I was always doing art up until, I mean, <laughs> now yeah. really. So I don't think that aspect really stopped. It was yeah, just more of a transition okay. into my different art form.
0: Okay, great. I want to talk more about your childhood before we get into like what you're doing now. Um, so maybe I want to know, like, um, I don't know, did you like, how did you feel about like, uh, what do I want to ask? I think I'm interested in this, like, you know, when you make a decision to like pursue art professionally or like go to college for like something in an art medium, um, I think there's like something that kind of goes on in your identity or a lot of us kind of are thinking like, am I an artist? Am I a musician? Like, can I, can I really like do this full time? Um, And I like to talk about like what's happening in your childhood that like gets you there. So when you were like a, a younger kid, did art feel like a hobby or did it feel like something that was like really important to you?
1: No, it definitely felt important to me. Um, especially in school where there's the electives where you get to choose all your, whatever you want to choose. That's your time that you want to learn whatever you want. Mine was always art. Yeah. I always made a point to have an art class. Yeah. So yeah.
0: (laughs) Did you feel, did you feel like supported like by your parents or like your friends or did you feel like this is like a thing that I'm doing kind of like on my own?
1: I think it was a little bit of both. I definitely had the support, but it was also me time when I was yeah. doing it too. So it was, and still kind of is kind of my getaway. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Did you feel, um, like, did did you get, like, attention or, like, praise from, like, teachers about, like, your art? I
1: think I did, and and kind of retrospectively looking yeah. at, the things that I did get praise for. Yeah. It's, I'm not sure why I did. <laughs> Cause <laughs> you I mean don't like,
0: you didn't think it was that good. Is well that now looking
1: back at yeah. it, yes, but probably at the time I did because I got the praise, I mm. did feel good about it.
0: Yeah. Well, there's like, I talk about, I teach kids, I teach singing lessons and, uh, I talk a lot with my students about like, <clears throat> about this compliment, like how kind of, complicated. It is if someone tells you like, you're so good for your age,
1: right? Do you have yeah. <laughs> like,
0: do you ha- have thought that sounds like kind of, that's what you're saying. Like when people are like, this is so good. I-, I feel like I was the kind of child that was like, listen, I have a Celine Dion CD at home and I know that's good. And I know that what I'm doing is not that, <laughs> you know? So I think when people right. would pay me that compliment, like, you know, you're really good. I kind of always knew that what they meant was like, you're good for your age or something like that. But I think a lot of young people do get kind of confused and they think like, I'm a genius, like already. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you, f- I mean, I know that's kind of like a heavy thing that I just said, but did you feel like, like a gifted artist as like a, as like a child or a teenager?
1: I think it definitely came naturally. And as I grew up a little bit more into, I think my adolescence, I, I, realize that it is a skill that I have to develop. And so because of that, I, it kind of pushed me to work on it more.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about like, I mean, usually when I'm talking with people about kind of like this first part, like what happened before you were like, I'm going to maybe make this my profession. Is there anything else you want to say about like the origins of creativity? Like, do you have any kind of like philosophies about like where creativity comes from, where like artistry comes from Um, or any stories you want to tell about like, you know, what you felt when you were kind of like nurturing um, your young artistry and your creativity. Um, Anything else you feel like we like are leaving out of like the first 18 years of your life?
1: I don't think so. I think for me it, it, for sure came kind of naturally, yeah, but developing more of my skill set is i mean it it's like anything yeah. else you have to build it up and you you have to learn well so. what
0: what's the story of that like when when did you say like starting to really develop your skill set when did you feel like you were doing that? Did you start like developing your skill set like before graduating from high school,
1: yes. So
0: how did you kind of like make or did you make the decision of like, I need to work on this?
1: It wasn't a conscious decision, I think it was just me exploring more art forms and, and just that I was drawing, you know, with pen and ink or pencil
0: mediums and so
1: then expanding into like pastel or you know paint and and things like that so just exploring the different mediums helped me kind of develop my skill set
0: and you do you feel like that kind of happened like sort of naturally like you just started to get like bored so you're like I'm trying more stuff or did you have teachers or anybody saying like you should try ink or you should try pastels
1: I think it was not necessarily teachers, but in class they had. Oh well, we're gonna be trying this medium today or for this week, and so okay. just in yeah. exploring all of that, I found yeah. the ones that I liked.
0: Did that feel like? So I, this is another thing I've been like I've been on one about this with a couple of my students recently. I I, I try to talk with them about like. When you're young and you're in, like, class, like, when you have, like, a teacher, when you're, when you're a kid maybe or you're a teenager, so I think especially if you're in, like, a school class, um, I think a lot of students or, like, young people don't take, like, ownership over, like, the, the, the art that they're making. They feel like this is an assignment, I'm just, like, completing it, and they don't kind of feel like they are making art, they just feel like they're, like, doing an assignment, like, yes. maybe they feel the same way about it that they feel about, like, their math homework. Um, and I, I as a teacher, like, I really notice the difference between the students who, like, I think are, they're doing the things, but they're doing them kind of like, do you know what I mean without, like, without feeling ownership?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. Where the students who have a passion for it, yeah, they're going to, have their own kind of free will to adjust it and make it their own. Mm-hmm. Whereas the ones who don't necessarily care, they're just yeah. thinking it's, you know, that's what I have to do. So yes, here I am. Yeah. And it's <laughs>
0: almost like, like, I feel like when, when students aren't taking ownership, like it doesn't necessarily mean that they never will. Like, cause sometimes I see like a light bulb, like switch on, you know, like I'll have a student that I'm teaching for a while. Um, and I'm like, Oh, I just feel like you know, he or she just like, isn't quite like getting that passion, even if like they're good at it, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, they're kind of going through the motion. And then I'll see it. Like, you know, there'll be like a summer or something where I, I watch them have this thing where they're like, oh, I can control this. Like
1: mm-hmm. I,
0: I can like make this what I want it to be. And then like their whole artistry changes. Um, and so I think my question for you is, did you always feel like kind of that ownership or, or maybe was there sort of like a time when that shifted for you?
1: I think I always felt it, that you, it was, yeah. yeah.
0: Is, do you think there's something like, like how, how did, how did you do it? How did you know? Or like, what do you think it is about yourself that like, let you kind of have that thing where you're like, I can be creative here. Even though this is like an assignment or something?
1: I don't know. I think it was <laughs> just like I wanna do what I wanna do. So <laughs> Yeah. I,
0: I I did an interview yesterday too and afterward I was just kind of thinking about it and like just, you know, chatting with my husband last night. And um, are you in are you into like um personality tests?
1: A little bit. All? I don't try to put much yeah. thought into them, but
0: I know that they've they're been <laughs> like proven to like, not be like people will answer the questions differently. Um, but I, but obviously like our personalities are, are different from each other. Like right. obviously there's something like whether or not the test measures it. Um, but I think I wonder sometimes if like some of this thing that we're talking about with like taking ownership is like a personality type thing versus like an artist type thing. But what do you think?
1: I don't think so. Really? I think there's commonality, but I don't think it's a personality type per se.
0: What do you, what do you tell me more? (laughs) Or maybe like, Um, I should clarify that. Like, I don't think there's maybe like one type, but I do kind of think like, maybe it's not like, Oh, I'm creative, but like, I'm kind of have like a, like a stubborn independent streak. You know, like it's maybe just like the independent child or the child that sees like him or herself kind of like as an adult or like equal to adults is gonna be the child that's like, This is mine. But what do you what do you think?
1: I think it's different for everybody. Yeah. Because every creative person has their different reasons as to why Absolutely. they're doing what they're doing. And yeah. so I don't think you can really Box that in into sure. kind of separate categories. Yeah. So.
0: I think we, yeah. <laughs> I think we, I think we mean the same thing. Um, why did you, why, what was your reason? Like you said, everybody has a reason. Like, why do you feel like that was something that was important to you?
1: For me, it was always, like I said, my own time. It was me time. Yeah. And so as I grew up as well, it kind of became my coping method as well yeah and so that was my time for what were you
0: coping with were you like re-stressed
1: well with yeah with anything if I was like upset or Mm. you know angry or I mean even if I was happy yeah
0: you know that would be my
1: go-to to to release any
0: right any you process through through creativity and through art cool yeah Cool. So you're in high school, you're starting to kind of like experiment more with um, different mediums. What about like the content of like what you're creating? Like, were you always drawing? Were you te- Did you tend to like want to draw figures or like, you know, were, in addition to experimenting with medium, were you also experimenting with like composition?
1: I think I've always had a fascination with people. Yeah. And so I've always done either portraits or um in high school I did this whole whole thesis with hands cool and so it was yeah it's always been a fascination with people yeah. and just because there's no you can never replicate something with a person mm. whereas a scenery you can always kind of replicate it a little bit yeah so in people that's where I think it's always unique. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's always been there.
0: Yeah. Do you do you want to say anything else about like like what interests you about people? I mean, maybe is there something like farther in than <laughs> like people are unique?
1: Um, if there's not, I mean, that's okay. Uh, just just the whole aspect of people. I mean, we're so interesting. There's, we're, we're so complex and with everything, I don't know.
0: Do you think about that a lot? Like, is that something that like,
1: I think in recent years, it's been more present. Yeah,
0: me too. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm like, I'm a little bit older than you, but there's something about like your late twenties, early thirties that I think is like, it's, it's, it's a separate like. Phase that I think we like don't talk about that much is like a culture. We talk about like you know, kind of coming of age and like you know, moving out of your parents' house or like going to college, and then we talk about like middle age. But like, I think there's something like really in between (laughs) unique about like that point in your life where you're like, What are what is it that we're doing? You know, like, but maybe it's also like a, a point in time, like, there's kind of some things happening, like at this point in, like, just, you know, 2,000 teens <laughs> yeah. that is kind of, like, a little bit unique. Um,
1: yeah, I think it's everything. It, it, the time that we're in now, and then also there's the, like, quarter-life crisis. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: not only the mid-life crisis, but quarter-life crisis. Yes. Yeah. It's after schooling, you're like working, and it's like, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing?
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. But I feel like the quarter life crisis didn't used to be as big of a thing because people were doing the same stuff. Like most people, you know, in like the 60s, I think, were like getting married, having kids, I think they were one job.
1: Yes. I think they were going through the motions. Yeah. Whereas I think our generation now realizes that we don't have to be defined mm. in this one thing. Yeah. Or follow this timeline yeah. that's been happening for years and years.
0: Do you think for our generation, the quarter life crisis will just totally replace the midlife crisis?
1: potentially I don't know I've never
0: thought of that like if the midlife crisis is happening because people like didn't they weren't having a quarter-life crisis <laughs> like they just like went yeah, through it and then maybe. in midlife they're like well who am I what am I doing we're we're doing it like preemptively
1: maybe yeah I don't know
0: <laughs> I guess we'll see I,
1: I've always kind of assumed that we would always have another life crisis <laughs> I feel like but culturally
0: I like this this kind of generation that we're in is more, like, self-reflective than, like, maybe some previous generations have been? I think so. I, I mean, I think that's, like... I don't think that's just, like, a thing I'm saying. They call... The the generation of people who are, like, in their late 70s, early 80s right now, they call them, like, the silent generation. Like, there's not a lot of, like, communicating, like, reflecting. Um, And then, like, our parents would be, like, what Gen Gen X... And then there's boomers in there too. I don't know. I but I know that they call like the like the the generations that's like much older like the silent generation. Um
1: and I think that a lot of that has to do with a lot of the wars. I think you're
0: right. Well I think that's like the research. Right. they like there just wasn't there like was such scarcity of everything, like you know, I mean like literal like material scarcity. Um if you were a child in like the depression. Um, but also just like a scarcity of like time and like everyone's under such stress that like, it's totally indulgent to like think about yourself and like philosophize. It, it is philosophize. very indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also important. Like, I mean, I think that like the, the kind of space that we have as like people kind of in our age group to be thinking about like, what am I going to be best at? Like what should i do that will like let me contribute like the most you know energy to the world or things like that I, I wonder if like there's something kind of a little different and maybe like maybe we won't have like the one crisis and then the next crisis but it'll just be like a a consistent like checking in like what am i doing
1: potentially yeah <laughs> i don't know well, and i think the reason for that is that people They go through the motions, they're going, they're right out of school, they're working, getting married, having children, they're going through the motions and they're realizing that they're not necessarily fulfilled Yeah. and that's where their crisis comes. You mean the
0: midlife crisis, Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. So if you are waiting to like do some of those big things and you have that crisis when you're 25, 28 maybe you don't have to have it later. <laughs>
1: maybe, hopefully. I,
0: <laughs> I guess um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We'll follow up in 20 years <laughs> and see how we feel. Okay. So, um did you go to college?
1: Yes. So I I went to school for fashion.
0: Okay, great. How did you decide that? Like how did you get in? How did how did you get into that? There's certainly a story we're missing
1: in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, somewhere in I think just the end towards the end of high school I was still doing my art I kind of had this question for myself of what am I going to do yeah in college you know obviously that's always yeah. the big question after high school yeah so I was looking into art but then I didn't necessarily want to be doing art because of the the whole stigma of a starving artist, mm. but I had just dipped my toes into fashion. How in, in so in high school, I had a class which was really fortunate for me. I had yeah. a very, I wouldn't say a foundation, but just the tip of the iceberg, yeah, of what fashion and what fashion might entail.
0: What was the class?
1: It was in design. So, okay. so I was creating, I, at the end of that class, I created a small collection.
0: Your high school had a fashion design class. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it wasn't I've never my heard of that.
1: high school, but it was a different one that I had to go to. Okay. But uh, uh, a but high school. It, yes. That's, yeah, I've yeah. never heard of
0: that. So I'm I'm sorry. I have more questions. (laughs) So how did you like decide to take that class? Like how, I mean, when you first heard of it, like, were you interested in fashion before?
1: I was slowly getting into it. Um, so I've lived in California as well. Okay. And in that I would see all these different stores with, with all these clothes that we didn't have here in Utah. Mm -hmm. And so that was really cool. And so getting clothes in in these other stores that no one else could have mm. coming back home yeah. it was like oh I feel so cool and yeah and so why in that, like
0: what what is what do you like I don't know
1: because uh, well I mean in school you always want to be liked or you know different yeah or well, just I don't to feel think
0: good everyone about always wants to feel different like well, Do you, um, maybe you wanted to feel different, but that's what I mean. I think that's like, don't you think that's important? Like that moment where you're like, or maybe not that moment, but like that thing of being like, I want to stand out. Cause like lots of high school kids that's true. want they to like fully blend in. Blend in. Yeah, uh, I think I was one of those kids. Um, so I think that is unique. I mean, I think, I mean, maybe it's not like a unique, unique, like there's certainly. <laughs> but it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, I mean, have you thought about, do you, that's the kind of thing that I'm wondering if that's like a, that's like a facet of a personality. Like if there's something kind of like built into like some people where they're like, I want to be, I want to stand out.
1: Maybe. Or do you think it's like I
0: circumstantial? Think,
1: I think for me, it was more of a confidence builder. Mm. Where it made me feel good, so it yeah, my self esteem was better, yeah, and so that
0: I uh, do think that there's something to be said for like, if you if you differentiate yourself, like if you kind of say like, well, I'm wearing these clothes that like no one else has, you know, if you are the one that takes those steps, it kind of like puts the narrative in your in your power, like if you're the one saying like. Yeah, I am different and like here are the ways that I'm telling you I'm different that maybe it maybe like feels better than, you know, kind of like having other people say like this is why you're different.
1: Well, yeah, because then it's like it it's somebody else telling you what yeah. you're supposed to do rather than claiming that yourself. So sure. it's it's very different. Yeah.
0: I think for me, I had um I, I'm like a broken record about this lately, but, um, my, my mom was like, she died last year, but she was like a narcissist and she took up a lot of space in my life when I was a teenager. Um, and I think I just was trying to like get through it. And then like when I graduated from high school, I moved out of state, like, and then I did a lot of differentiating. But when I was in high school, I think I was just trying to like keep it kind of a low profile, <laughs> just like make it through. But I totally relate to that. I mean, I don't know. I think if I felt a little bit more comfortable at home, I would have been a lot more experimental at school. That's just me, yeah. though. Yeah, that makes sense. So you, you went to California and you were like, this is different. I'm going to come back to Utah like, with this like different stuff.
1: I mean, I didn't have that mindset of like, oh, I'm going out there for okay. all this cool stuff but sure. it's like I'm out That's here what I meant. yeah I yeah. like these are different things and so you know coming back home uh, it, you know I felt good yeah so in that it kind of piqued my interest in fashion and how I dressed and how yeah. what I was wearing and what I liked and yeah. so I started watching fashion shows and, cool. and that kind of grew from there
0: yeah do you want to say anything else about like as you started watching fashion shows like what was it that you that fascinated you or motivated you
1: just that they looked so much better than everyone (laughs) else that I saw around (laughs) town so yeah it was like I could look like that too in that world
0: did you feel like it was more like that like you just felt like I belong like those are people that I belong with no. <laughs> no. It, what did it no. feel like?
1: It was just like, I. Well, that that just piqued my interest okay. in in fashion in general. Okay. Not necessarily to be in the industry.
0: Okay. So it piqued your interest, and then this high school that you were went to had a class. Yes. And you were like, "Oh, I'm already interested. Like, I'll take this class."
1: Yeah. So and and in art, I was already drawing people and clothing so yeah I I figured yeah well why not let's try it out let's yeah. see where this goes and yeah and it just stuck <laughs> yeah
0: so while you were in the class did you have any kind of like light bulbs or like things that you were like oh wow this is something I can do like what's the story between like my interest is peaked and like I'm going to school for fashion design
1: I don't know, because even after the class, I think I had hesitation on f- continuing further. Mm. I think I knew, well, because I didn't want to be a starving artist. Yeah, but-
0: I was going to say before, you were like, <laughs> I don't want to do art because starving artist. but I'm like, fashion design is also art. Yeah. yeah. So, so I went from
1: starving artist to starving designer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And and I think I, I felt more okay with that yeah. because I think I developed more of this passion for fashion. Yeah. And I, I hate the I hate the term hate passion for yeah. fashion. But <laughs> I Yeah. I love it. That's um, so funny.
0: You like hear it come out of your mouth and you're like, mmm
1: <laughs> Yes. But I developed this passion for it and and it just stuck and I mean, I haven't stopped since, and yeah. so here I am.
0: <laughs> what do you think about, like, the mythology of the starving artist? Like, do you think... Cause sometimes I think, like, we have this cultural, like, idea of a starving artist. And I, I know a lot of artists, as I imagine you do, too. And a lot of the artists that I know are not starving, they're maybe not, I don't know that they're starving any less than like some of the friends my age who have like other kinds of degrees. I think millennials are starving.
1: Kind of. Well, yeah. us millennials <laughs> in, in, general. in general are, are starving. Yeah. yeah I would agree.
0: <laughs> but um, like, I, I think a lot about this idea of the starving artist and I get so frustrated about it because I think like, it discourages so many young people from being creative. Um,
1: well, and I think that's just lack of education, right in in just that people don't know what their options are because right. in creative fields there's so many different so jobs.
0: many jobs.
1: And I mean, you say the term fashion, and there's I mean hundreds and hundreds of different jobs. Well,
0: fashion is everywhere, right? Music is the same way. Like when when people are like, oh, there's no jobs in music. It's like, when was the last time you were in a place where there wasn't music? There's music everywhere. It's everywhere. So like, yeah, there are jobs in music. Like, do you think all of this music you're hearing is made by like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Justin Timberlake it isn't right. there's like tons of people you've never heard of making their living this yeah. way and fashion is certainly the same way it's it's everywhere um, so yeah I think you're right like this starving artist is a fear that we have but it's not real I do think that when the starving artist thing like really comes true it's because people are focusing I mean a lot of the time. I think it's because people are focusing on fame. Like the thing they want is fame yes. versus like a career in their art field.
1: I think so too. But I think there's always been this idea of if you are going to make or if you are going to go into a creative field, it's very difficult to make it yeah or to make a
0: living from yeah. it but do you think that's true
1: to an extent yeah yes what do you think i mean to it it's different for everybody and their idea of making it yes and so like, is it fame or <laughs> it, is it paying right, your rent right right yeah so it's it's a little different for everyone yeah. and kind of what their goals are and yeah and that it it just depends yeah
0: Yes, I agree. There's definitely more to it. It's a a false binary. Yes. This like starving artist, rich, famous artist, like the the middle, the middle artist is like the most common, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think if artists are starving for long enough, they switch careers. They do something else. Uh, They do
1: something else, but if they're in it, they'll always come back.
0: I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. But that's like a hustling artist, you know? That's
1: that's true. I I (laughs) think that's every artist. (laughs) Yeah. Every
0: person. I mean, like, Uh, if you're a business person, you're going to go through the same thing if you're doing like a tech startup, you know, any kind of entrepreneur. Honestly, probably even like, you know, if you're like an orthodontist and you're like building a practice from scratch, you know, we all like... That's true. We're all starving at the beginning. (laughs) We're all like... That's true. We're all building from nothing. Um, okay. So I feel like I interrupted you when you were, you were starting to tell the story of how you like landed on fashion design as a degree. So you said you were kind of like, you were thinking like it just, you could yeah. tell it. it's your story.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I ended this class in, in high school and I think it might've been my last year or second to last year. Um, but somewhere in there, I decided I, you know, I do like fashion. I've, I enjoy the designing, the creating, all of that. So let's kind of push that a little bit further, see if it goes anywhere. And so that's when I decided to go for schooling, for college, for fashion.
0: Okay, great. And did you, did you still have like, a question in your mind of like, let's see what this is. And then like, maybe I'll switch my major.
1: I think so. But I think after my first couple classes, I did feel like, oh, this is something I do really like. So I don't think I can really turn back at this point. Yeah. Where did did you go to school? I went to Salt Lake Community College. And uh, that is the only fashion degree that yeah. is available in Utah. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Um are there any stories you want to tell about the time that you were in college, you know, any sort of like anything that you f- that you feel has been like transformative for you like as a young artist, as a professional, as like a creative?
1: I think the biggest thing when I first started school for it I would hear about all these people who are like in the field and mm. doing it and, and making all these cool things. Yeah. Fast forward to after I've graduated, I'm now like peers with them and I, yeah. you know, I, they recommend me and i recommend them and yeah. it's cool to, I mean, even my, my teachers I've yeah. become peers with and that's something that I've never really thought about. Yeah. Um, that was possible, so yeah, it's really cool to kind of have that transition and have that possible. Yeah, um, where these people were people I looked up to. Yeah. I was, you know, I thought they were so cool that they're doing these things. I was like, oh yeah, I want to be like that. Yeah, and so I think that pushed me. Yeah, to get to that point, having
0: kind of those like role models and mentors. Yeah, that's something that I think is really powerful that's maybe kind of unique to art like university programs, maybe business, but like, you know, if you're, if you're taking like, um, you know, if you're like an, if you're like a history major, your history professors, like their career is a professor. Whereas like your fashion design professors are designers who are teaching like I felt like that I have a degree, I have two degrees in jazz studies, like the music jazz, not dance. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think that's something that's really, that's, don't you think that's kind of unique? Like when you fit, when you graduate your teachers stay in your community as people that are peers and colleagues, does that make sense? Like you're yeah. not like leaving them at the university, right. like they're in, they like teaching is like one of the things that they do, but like they're a designer.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Well, actually, one of um, my classmates, she ended up graduating, and then she ended up teaching at the school. Yeah, Uh, several of people that I went to school (laughs) with are now
0: like adjunct faculty where I went to school. Yeah, well, I think for artists, like artists who are teaching, like most of the time, I think, or or a lot of the time, teaching is just like this one thing. But they wouldn't say to you, like, "I'm a teacher." Maybe they'd say like, I'm a musician, like I'm a fashion designer. Oh, I teach. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Maybe yeah, in like I a different so. way than...
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: So having like this moment where you graduate and these people who've been your teachers are now like members of the your professional community. I think that's maybe, I bet it happens also in business. Like if, you're, if your teachers are like also business owners and they're teaching like a few mm-hmm. classes. And then maybe it also happens in certain kinds of, like, sciences where, like, yeah, your science professors kind of still medical. doing research. I know
1: some in, like, psychology or, like, yeah. things like that as well. Yeah. So it's not as uncommon, but it, you just don't really
0: think well, about it. And I think as artists, we collaborate more. Like, maybe That's I'm just true. wrong, but, like, do, like, psychologists collaborate professionally? I don't,
1: I don't know that they would... <laughs> collaborate yeah. but I feel like they would probably at least talk about their issues. Sure, or, sure. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I do think there's something kind of unique about how artists transition from students to to peers with their teachers. It's kind of special, I I think. I mean, that's been my experience, like watching your teachers really become like, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, you're sharing a bandstand. Like Mm. it's very like like a literal, like an actual collaboration. And I imagine like if you're putting together like a, you know, a show or something, maybe that would be like a little more collaborative because our jobs are like project-based. Yes. Where like, instead of like, I have an office and I stay here. (laughs) Like we're kind of all, we move anyway. Um, okay. So when you graduated, like, will you talk to me about like how you started like, you know, kind of coming into your own as like, you know, having your own like designs that you're marketing and selling or like other things that you're doing to like earn income. So like, yeah, just kind of how did you get to like from graduating to like where you are now?
1: There's been, it, it's it been a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, during school as well, we have internships available with local places. Um, you know, there's things from the theater to like costume shops to, you know, everything. Yeah. And so in the internships and I think in in most creative fields, you have internships where you learn the most or maybe a lot more than you would in school because you have that firsthand experience. Yeah. And so I actually kind of started my internship before yeah. I started school. Okay. Yeah. Which was kind of a good um, transition from high school to college Yeah, because I was already getting that firsthand experience And then going to school, I was, you know, I had already learned about it. So I was like, hey, I already know this. Like, I've got this. I know exactly what we're doing. And it was kind of that reassurance back in my internship. So I interned at a, a costume shop where we were making custom costumes for people. Cool. And a lot of my experience was from that as well but then going to school had my good foundation.
0: Yeah, like for tech technique and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: So now post graduation I'm still learning. I'm still learning today. Of
0: course. Yeah, <laughs> we all we always always are.
1: And that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand either is that you finish school but there's always so many more things that you can learn about. And in es- mm. especially in the creative industry, I think there's a lot of hush-hush about everything and and how things actually work. Yes. And no one really wants to give away like their secret. Mm. But it's really not. I mean, it is a secret because no one talks about it. But it's yeah. not that it's I want to a talk about a it secret.
0: <laughs> Well, right yeah. like I know I fully agree with you which is like one of the biggest reasons why I want to have these conversations because they're not they're like this mystique around artistry is so unnecessary like <laughs> and I I'm I would like for there to be more artists and like more creative people I think it's important and it like helps our world and our society to like function better um, and I feel like if we talk about like, what is it actually like? Like, you know, like, sure. Maybe you don't want to talk about like your, like, you know, secret recipe to success, <laughs> but like, you know, like certainly we can talk about like what it is, like how our businesses work for sure, how our industries work. So what, what do you think? Or like, well, we're, you know, just continue.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't, well, in school and and I've hear this about a lot of dis- design schools that they teach you how to create these things and how to mm-hmm. you know make a garment but they don't necessarily teach you how either the business side of it or production or yeah. you know manufacturing or all yeah. these different components that are necessary yeah. to create something um, and there's always that kind of void of Uh, And and I think that that's where the question of what do I do now comes up because you're not getting you have a foundation, but you don't know how to get to your next step. Yeah. And so there's that kind of in between time where you have to figure it out yourself or somehow get that knowledge and you just have to figure out how to do that.
0: What has that been like for you?
1: It's been a lot of research. Um, I think for the first couple of years after graduating, I was just doing research yeah. nonstop. And, yeah. and that's just because no one that I knew of in our industry here locally yeah. knew what to do or knew yeah. how to do it. Or if they did, they had already left and they're like, oh, well, I did this on my own, yeah. so you can do this on your own as well, so yeah. there's this sense of pride in that as well yeah. and that and that's kind of goes against of what we were talking about in this collaborative yeah. industry mm-hmm. we There's a lot of people who are very prideful yeah. in what Scared. they do. <laughs> yeah. So they want to do everything themselves. And mm. and if they do find success in their their own, they don't necessarily want to share that. And mm. I think that's where a lot of that secret comes. What do
0: you to. think about that? Like, how do you feel about it?
1: I personally don't like it just because you, well, in my experience, you can grow
0: together. Yeah, it seems dramatically unproductive to me. <laughs> like really, really unproductive.
1: Yes, and so mm. I don't, I don't understand why. I, I understand why they do that, but yeah, for the overall good of yeah. of everyone in the industry, I don't see the benefits. Yeah. Yes, there's already like an oversaturated business of of everything. Yeah. But if you're doing two separate things, like if your style is not the same, if you know, your path isn't the same, then I don't see why
0: there's, fully has to be. I fully agree with you. (laughs) Yeah. I fully agree. Um, yeah. Do you think that any of that is like caused by the fact that we live in like a small city?
1: No. I think that's you everywhere. I think it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just I was just wondering. I mean, I think for the music community, there's some stuff. I don't know, maybe some of it's like Utah and maybe some of it's just that it isn't LA and it isn't right, New right. York. Um, you know, it's just the fact that it's like anywhere kind of small might be the same. Um, but I just was thinking about how you said, you know, like Like a lot of people either get out, you know, they, they figure out, they, they go away and then they're like, I'm not in your situation anymore. (laughs) Um, Or they stay here and they're kind of like tight lipped about stuff or like, so I just was curious if you thought any of that was like culturally.
1: No, I don't think that's necessarily a Utah thing. I think the people who do end up leaving or to pursue kind of something bigger, they find their niche yeah, and so they are able to know exactly what they're doing Mm -hmm. and they have a solid plan of what they're doing. So that pushes them and propels them forward.
0: Yeah. Do you want to tell my listeners about like anything about like how like the fashion design or like the fashion industry works? Like, do you want to demystify anything? Do you want to tell us like, you know, what your research has kind of like led you to?
1: I don't know. There's, there's so much. Yeah. And uh, the I would say the biggest thing that I would like to kind of maybe demystify yeah. is that most people, when I talk to them, when I say, oh, I'm in, I'm in fashion, they're like, oh, I don't know anything about fashion. Yeah. And the first thing I always say is that, well, how did you choose your shirt today? Yeah. How did you how why are you wearing what you're wearing today? Yeah. there's always, even if it's unconscious, yeah, you know what you like and you know what you want to wear and how you want to be presented. yeah, usually yeah um, I mean, there's the difference of of wearing like a t-shirt and jeans versus like sweats. (laughs) So I mean, I mean, even if the sweats you choose it deliberately, you're choosing this. Are they gray or pink? Yeah. 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 Or are they comfortable or, you know, there's always that's, you know, that's fashion. Yeah.
0: So I say similar things to people about music. Like you may not be like literate in terms of like how you're talking about these things, but you're fluent. Like, (laughs) you know, this language, um, but like you maybe just don't know how to talk. Like you don't know how to talk about it with like people who are in the industry, you know, like you might not know like, Oh, this is the key of a flat or like whatever. (laughs) But like you, you're, you're fluent. Like you listen to music. You understand more than you, more than you think. Yeah, for sure. I, I, so I interviewed Rebecca Fenton. She was like my first episode. Um, and, uh, one thing I talked about with her that I'd also like to just ask you, I think maybe, you know, there's so many different types of art, um, creative professions. And I think there's something there's maybe like a, a cross, like a, a a similarity between music and fashion design, which is that like it's kind of inherently designed to be like commercial. Not to say that there's not like avant-garde in both in both. But like, I think you go to a store and buy clothes and you buy music in maybe like a different way than you like buy acting, Mm. you know, like it's kind of, I just feel like it's like a little bit like the, um, the space between like the creator of the thing and like the person who buys it, I think is like a little smaller in, like, fashion and in music. Do you know what I mean? Versus, like, if you're, like, a cinematographer, like, there's so much between, like, the thing you're doing, your, like, creative skill, and, like, the market. Um, But I feel like, like, fashion and music are both things that, like, we, they're, like, in some ways like so kind of like direct to consumer. Um, but do you have any thoughts or maybe just like they're functional in like a different way. Um, but like, do you have any thoughts about like, I guess maybe my, what I'm saying is I think we have to think about like the market in a different way than, than like maybe a, like,
1: a. I, I don't necessarily tell agree.
0: me what you think. <laughs> Disagree with me. Let's have a conversation.
1: So I'm at the end of the day, it's still a business. Yeah. In any profession, it's gonna be a business. If you're selling either a service or a product yeah. to somebody, it's still a business. Yeah. At the end of the day, you still have a market, you have your demographic, you just need to know who you're marketing towards yeah. and who you're selling to.
0: How how I I mean I think I'm agreeing with that. (laughs) Um, uh, How do you, how do you do it? Like, how do you think about that? How do you think about like the market, you know, trends? Like how, how does that kind of intersect with like your personal, like design aesthetic?
1: So for me, I kind of my premise of my brand is that I'm going for a, as sustainable as I can. There's never going to be 100% sustainable you mean like environmentally brand. Sustainable, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, sustainable in that I can poop working in it as long mm-hmm. as I can as well, but it, environmentally sustainable. Yeah. Um, and with that, I am designing things for multi seasonal. And so mm-hmm. I don't necessarily look at trends a little bit but I kind of go for more of a classic style yeah in in that you're going to want to have it for yeah. a long time great and I think for me that creates that sustainable you know you're not going to be throwing it out every yeah. two months because
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it has a hole in it or it it just shreds up or whatever yeah. you know and then it also creates a sustainable business yeah. for me as well.
0: How did you get excited about like the idea of sustainability?
1: I think the, the thing that piqued my interest in that was uh, it's this documentary about this factory in Bangladesh that it was this old, really old building. It was essentially a sweatshop. It burned down and so all these workers were were affected and their families were affected. And it was at this cost of their lives because they were producing all these yeah. garments for people, but at the end of the day they were the people yeah. or they that they was were, the cost. Yeah. Because we were paying so little for their garments mm. that they were producing they ended up having to pay. Yeah, And so with that, that was one aspect. The other aspect is that the more clothing that I got, the more clothing that I was creating, my closet filled up as well. So mm-hmm. I'm like, with this whole big closet of clothing that I don't necessarily wear or, you know, it's just sitting there, Yeah, but I don't necessarily want to throw it away because yeah. that goes just in the dumpster. But then I didn't necessarily want to donate it either because most of the donated clothing ends up in landfills anyway, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So in looking at that, you know, it's very sad. If you see the images, if you see them, you just see piles and piles Mm -hmm. of clothing. And it's just like this big mountain. And I think that is moving in itself. Yeah. So that... That has kind of pushed me towards the yeah. sustainable aspect of it as well. Yeah.
0: Um, how do you feel about like, I mean, if your intention is for people to buy like fewer items, is that right? Like kind of fewer items overall and items that they keep longer. Yes. Do you feel like any sort of worry about like, like the sustainability of like, your business or do you kind of think of it like there's so many people like yeah for there's sure always there's always new people
1: yeah there's always new people and i think for my brand because i keep it more minimal and classic yeah it's going to translate in most wardrobes yeah, And so there's going to be always a referral or, you know, yeah. like, hey, check out this brand. Like, I've had this for, like, five years. Yeah. And it's still going good. And yeah. so people are always asking, oh, like, what are you wearing? If this is, yeah. if that's something they like, you know, they're going to want that as well. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think that's, it. it, it is a factor. Yeah but not necessarily one that I worry too much yeah, about.
0: I mean, there's a lot of people.
1: Yeah. There's a whole lot of people. <laughs> um,
0: <clears throat> I do think it's interesting. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I just like, I'm missing something, but I think it's interesting that like when you first started being kind of excited about fashion, it was about like differentiation and like your aesthetic now is like not about that.
1: It still is. Okay. It still is. Tell me it's, about it. It's classic, but there's a modern kind of twist to it. Well, I
0: don't think that's what I mean. I mean, like between people, you, like, um, like I think, I think, like, so you're not interested so much in trends, is that right?
1: Sure. Yes. So
0: I think, like, maybe I'm like oh, Davis. I'm like, I'm deeply ignorant. You got to tell me. <laughs> like, I don't know about the fashion industry, but I think, like, maybe trends are about like people always like looking different from each other, like looking different. Like, I mean, I know how that sounds, but like, because it's always new, it's like, this is the new thing. Like, are you wearing it? Um, like having lots of options so that like individual people like are dressing differently from each other. Um, but it sounds like you're excited about like classic, like classic looks that are more like, um, like maybe they're individual to you, but like if a lot of people are wearing them, then they're kind of like similar on those people. Does that make sense?
1: Kind of. Yeah. So with trends, because everything is coming new all the time, you always have the people who are chasing the trends. Yeah. So in that I feel like because everyone's getting the trends, they're, ending up being they're the all same. the same I know it ends up like that and I think in today's society most people don't really dress as classic as they used to yeah and especially our generation as well you don't really see you don't really see that at all
0: what do you think so, what do you what do you see?
1: I see a lot of t-shirts and jeans yeah, and men and sweats. <laughs> so you
0: think that maybe like the thing that's kind of happening, like with people our age is just like, they're not thinking about like really making a statement with their fashion.
1: I think they are, but they don't know how to necessarily do it in a professional setting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I have a few friends too that they, you know, they have their own style, but it's very casual. Mm -hmm. And so now in the workplace, they're like, oh, well now I need to get clothes, right?" but I don't want to look boring like a secretary. yeah. (laughs) So I want to look, you know, I want to look like myself, but how do I do that? But in a professional way.
0: Yeah. What do you think it means to like, like look like yourself? Like, what are your philosophies about how fashion, like, helps you tell, like, who you are?
1: For some people, it is that way. But for some people, it's just, it's just clothing to protect their body. So, they're not naked, you know? So, I think, I mean, for the people who do,
0: like, feel like fashion is important to me, like, telling people who I am, Um, like do you have thoughts about like, I feel like I'm not like asking the question right. So, I mean, you want to make like classic silhouettes. How do you, how do you feel like you're addressing or, or you don't have to be like, you could be doing something different, but like, do you feel like you're addressing like people's need to be like totally individual?
1: I think so. Because in my clothing as well, Everyone that I'm, if I'm doing like a shoot or if I'm doing a show or anything, if I'm dressing them, I'm always dressing them a little bit different. Mm. Um, And it will look different on everyone as
0: well. That's very true.
1: (laughs) So I don't think that, I think that's what makes my designs a little bit more unique as well, just because they are versatile Mm. in that they can kind of worn different ways but also they do look very different on different people
0: yeah do you want to just talk more about your aesthetic and like just I'd love to just hear like all the things you're passionate about so like you talked about sustainability but what about like the actual designs like what are you excited about
1: yeah so I primarily do jackets and tops shirts um So right now I'm kind of in the process of creating this collection where it's multifunctional in that you can wear it as a shirt or you can wear it as a jacket. Yeah. Um, As well as kind of wearing it in different ways or styling it a little bit different. Um, And I think that's the biggest thing in that you can style it very differently um, do you
0: mean like with accessories or do you mean like just how you, like what you layer it with?
1: Yeah. Just what you layer it with. Um, because I'm only doing jackets and tops, Yeah. um, you know, your pants or whatever, your bottoms yeah. can look
0: S- skirt or pants yeah. or whatever they are. It can
1: change the look completely. Yeah.
0: Okay. I see what you're saying. So you can, you can dress it up, you can dress it down. It can be like, right, you can right. wear it to work. You can wear it like out after work.
1: Right. right. Yeah
0: so it's yeah. it's really functional, like, but also like beautiful and interesting,
1: yes, cool, yeah. so cool. it's meant to be worn, it's meant to be you know go to every yeah. day
0: well i I like what you said i mean i f- I feel like you were starting to say, maybe I interrupted you, but I do think that's something like you know. I definitely feel like I have like several different wardrobes and it's a problem. I really hate it because, you know, I mean, I teach and I wear like certain clothes and then like, you know, I, I'm not teaching in a university anymore, but for the past several years I was teaching like at my private studio here at my house. And then I was teaching at BYU. Um, and then I'm playing like Party band like wedding gigs. (laughs) And then I'm also playing like gigs that are more kind of like serious and they're like my like art that I'm showing. And I feel like I need a different wardrobe for like each of those things. Like I'm not going to wear the same thing that I wear to teach at BYU to perform to front a wedding band, you know? And I'm not going to wear like the sequence that I wear to front my wedding band to teach like a 12 year old. In my house, um,
1: I mean, I think there's, I would guess more than likely, there is some sort of commonality well, between it
0: all, yeah. I mean, I that's, I think I'm saying like, I like your idea because I think like that's something that would help me, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm saying like, I agree with you that there's like a totally a need for like pieces that can like move in different ways. I mean, like literally like I'm moving in like a very different way when I'm sitting at my piano than when I'm like dancing, you know? And then like, even just like for me, when I'm like fronting my band, like I have a gig tonight. Um, I'm in charge of the PA. So like I carry in this like giant subwoofer, like I have to wear pants so that I can like, like crouch down and like, Yeah. Um, it's, and I think I, you know, everybody's jobs are, are different. I think my job probably has a greater amount of like variety than some people's jobs do in terms of like what I need to like wear in order to function. Um, but I, I think this idea of like, you know, pieces that people can like take, they can move with people as they're kind of like going about their different, parts of their life, that's certainly something we need.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think that's something that people just don't think about. Yeah. They, I think most people, you know, like yourself, you know, I need this for this occasion. Yeah. And that's, that's all, but you can kind of cross it over. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to wear, I'm wearing, (laughs) I'm wearing what
0: I'm wearing now to my gig later. I'm wearing black jeans and like a white top and, uh, I'll probably put on heels and some earrings <laughs> and <laughs> lipstick.
1: <laughs> You're going to carry all that equipment with your heels? No, oh. <laughs> I'll bring them. I'll change into them.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll put on the heels like three minutes before I start singing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my solution is like wear black and white.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that you can't go wrong with you it. You can't go so. wrong with it.
0: I totally agree. It never goes out of style. Um, okay. Is there anything you want to talk about in terms of like marketing, like your experience with marketing? That's something that a lot of creatives, I think, really get
1: struggle a, with—a pit in their stomach about.
0: <laughs> yeah. What do you think?
1: I think it's definitely easier now with social media.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: Well, easier. <laughs> that's great thing you feel that and way. <laughs> easier, yes, but it's also a lot of work.
0: Yeah. Do you want to like, do you want to say anything about like your experience? Like, and I don't, I don't mean like you, if you want, you can say like what you actually do. But I, I think, I think I'm more after like your feelings, you know, like, does it, do you feel like, do you, do you get like feelings about it? Do you feel stressed about it? Do you feel excited about it? Do you feel like.
1: I'm, I'm kind of neutral about it. I, I mean, it's not my favorite, yeah. but.
0: Do you feel it's, confident that you know how to do it?
1: I wouldn't say confident, what? but I would say I I have sort of an idea of what kind of works and what doesn't. Um I know in theory what I need to do. Yeah. But I don't necessarily practice it.
0: Yeah. Um, why? Like, I mean, I th- just like uh is it like a time issue?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is time. Yeah. That in my position where I'm doing everything, it's hard to find time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: I mean, isn't that like that's the problem right, of a right. of a creative like I like to say like artpreneur, like you know, you're <laughs> you're an entrepreneur but you can't like it it doesn't It doesn't scale in the same way. I mean, maybe fashion is like one of the more scalable, like types of art. Um, but like you are one person and the brand is you, you know, like in, in some ways, like you, you have to have all of the ideas. You have to make the thing. You have to like market the thing. You have to like (laughs) update your website. You have like, it's so many things. Yes. Like, do you have, like, do you want to, vent about that or like say anything about it or like how you deal with it or like what is your experience like in that kind of complicated
1: I would say the, I would say just that it's okay to pass on your work to other people yeah it's okay to let Delegate. go of of your responsibilities I know with a lot of creative people it's very hard to Because it's like your baby, it's your project. I think for a lot of people, it's
0: just money too. Like, yes, can you? you, How are you going to hire people? Do you have like employees? No.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) not not necessarily employees, but people that I can go to for different things.
0: Um, are the are these people that you pay, or are they people that? Yes. So you you work with like other freelancers. Yes. Cool. Like who, who, what, what kinds of freelancers do you hire to like lighten your load?
1: So right now with my designing and my collection, I'm working with production. Okay. And so I'm finding a production partner who will create all my things in more of a mass production.
0: You make the patterns and then they, is that right?
1: So I, I design it. I'm, Working with a rough pattern myself, then that goes to a pattern maker okay. who makes it ready for production. Just making sure is, everything is correct.
0: Is production different from like manufacturing?
1: It's it's essentially the same thing. Okay, yeah.
0: Maybe manufacturing is just more. Like, does it, does manufacturing imply like bigger? Not Or they're, they're the same it's, thing. Yeah. It's, they're the same it's thing. It's the same thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, okay. So you, like, down your kind of line are, like, the pattern maker and the production, everyone who's involved in production. But what about, like, the marketing end?
1: For marketing side, that that's something that I do. You do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's hard. It's a lot it of is. stuff. It's yes. so many things. I think about that every day. Like, and, okay, I want to talk about, like, a couple more things. One of the things I want to talk about is just, like, your social interactions with like all of these people that are either your like other designers or like the people that you work with, like who you kind of are like employing. Um, like what is it like for you kind of like personally to like be in this industry? Um, and then I want to talk about like, you know, this kind of idea of like how we put ourselves in our art. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, I, oh, here's what it is. Um, I get, like, really ticked off, like, really peeved when um, I'm talking with other musicians or, like, I'll be way more peeved if I'm talking to someone who's not a musician and they're like, you know what you should do? (laughs) If they start a sentence with, like, do you know what you should do? I'm, like, already mad uh, because I just think, like, I work sunup to sundown. I'm never not thinking about it. I'm have my hands in so many projects, like I'm working on so many things, the research, like the sheer research, (laughs) you know? Um, and when someone's like, Oh, you know what you have to do? I'm like, you better be real careful what you're about to say to me.
1: Because like, I, I always take those with a grain of salt for sure. I don't, and I don't necessarily mean to be rude, but I just don't really listen to them.
0: (laughs) Oh, I don't, I mean, <laughs> I find that when people say those things, they're never saying something new. Like they're either not saying something new. Like the thing they're going to say to me, I'm, I'm like, really? Like,
1: I've never thought of that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like I should go on American Idol. Yeah. Wow. No one's ever said that to me before. Um, or, you know, people will say something that I'm just like, think it through buddy. Like, yeah, you know, like someone will say something like, Oh like, Oh, well you just have to network. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what do you think that means? And then like, I know, I mean, I wouldn't actually respond this way cause I, I think it will well, be you know. rude. <laughs> but I'm, um, but if I, but if I, if I said the things that I wanted to say, it would be like, Oh really? How? And they'd be like, I, I don't know. And I'd be like, where? And they'd be like, mm, I don't. I'm like, cool advice. You know, like network. It's so vague. Like people, I feel like people like want to give you advice that's like vague in a way that you're like, just think, just think before you say a thing to me.
1: Well, and I think you can, you can respond that way, but a little bit nicer. You You can do it in a nice way.
0: I'll also say these five years between 26 and 31 (laughs) might make you grumpier.
1: (laughs) Maybe. I feel like I'm already grumpy. You feel like you're already
0: grumpy. But why are you grumpy? What's the stuff that makes you be like, oh my gosh, stop talking to me.
1: Well, I think that's the reason that I don't do custom work is because of certain types of people. Um, It's just that... Yeah. A lot of conflict, not, not necessarily a lot of conflict, but a lot of passion in mm. the, the clients.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, people don't they, understand. They, yeah. Is that what it comes down to? Like yeah. People yeah, I don't think that get it. The, yeah. That's what I'm saying too. Like when people say things to me, I'm like, you have no idea what you're saying. You just like, you think you're saying something that's like,
1: Well, and usually they come with good intentions. Of course. Of course. So you can't be too mad, but, Mm. but but I understand. Yeah.
0: But I assume you have, if you were doing custom work, you have clients that come in and they're like, I want this dress that's on the cover of Vogue, but I want it for like $200. Yeah. And you're like, this is like a, this is like a $17,000 dress or something. Um is that the kind of stuff that you're just like? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then the other thing that I like to talk about with people is like, I think sometimes like you kind of alluded to it earlier, but like our art, our art professions can get really clicky. They can get kind of, I think sometimes we're not kind to each other. Like they can get competitive. Do you have like thoughts about it or like, what do you wish it was like? Or, just what is it like?
1: I mean, it is what it is, so I don't... What is it? It <laughs> It is very clicky, like you said. You know, people kind of gravitate towards different groups. Yeah. And I think that's understandable, you know. You mean you like get as a designers? Designers, um, you know, just people in the industry in general. Yeah. Um, where if it's like a photographer or know makeup artists sure. or you know people kind of go to the same people and work with the same people a lot and mm-hmm. that's not so necessarily bad um because you know what you're gonna get you yeah. know exactly what you're getting into yeah um so in that aspect I think a lot of people work together they kind or they of, kind of clump together yeah in that just because they get along They're and friends. their relationship is yeah. good, and. You know, they work well with each other. So in that, I don't think it's necessarily bad, but it does get to be kind of that clicky aspect of like, oh, I don't want to work with you because yeah, whatever, you know? (laughs) Yeah. How do
0: you like, how do you feel about it? Like, do you feel pretty like, and I don't mean like just that. I just mean kind of like whatever. I mean, any other things that are happening in terms of like, or, or like maybe I should just ask like do you ever feel like competitive with threatened by um, lesser than other designers or the one that I think is like the worst when someone who like you really feel like their work is like not as high quality as yours is like getting a ton of attention. <laughs> um, how do you deal with that stuff?
1: I think well for the person who's. Getting more attention, who isn't up to par? I think they obviously have tapped into something, or mm-hmm. they've honed into something that you haven't yet. Yeah, I really and agree. And so that's just some that's teaching you to yeah. realize, hey, what am I not doing? What, how can I mm-hmm. look at this differently? How can I work this thing out? Yeah. How can I get to that point. Or if I don't want to get to that point, then why, you know, why am I feeling this way?
0: Do you ever find that people like, do you ever have an experience where you think that someone is successful because of like how charming they are?
1: I think charm and charisma only gets so far. Tell me more. A, you can be, Charming, but if you don't have the product to speak for itself afterwards, yeah. they're gonna see what it actually so is.
0: So based on your experience, I'm sorry, go ahead. I thought you were <laughs> thought that you were finished. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so I mean if you talk up if you market and talk up this product that is so awesome and so good and this, this, and this, and you Receive it and it's actually not, mm. that's gonna speak a lot more than you know. You get your initial sale, yeah, but then you know, after so long, you're gonna hear, yeah, about it. You're gonna yeah. hear that all oh, this product is actually kind yeah. of terrible, but they are just a good salesman,
0: sure. I think I'm thinking more about like, and maybe I'm just like projecting devil wears Prada onto your life. But, uh, um, but I think I'm thinking more about like, oh, you know, so-and-so designer like gets featured on like in a magazine or like, and I, I don't mean necessarily even their product, but like this like cult of personality thing. I think like sometimes we get so excited about like people and it like, do you find that that happens where like certain designers will sort of be like, um, embraced by like the community in a way that You feel like you wish it was more about like their work? I'm just, it's a completely leading question. I just am wondering.
1: So, so the people who are, are kind of getting more publicity or getting attention again, I think that's just something that they know what they're doing or they know who to talk to. You take
0: that as like that person has a skill that I'm
1: right. yeah. 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 So that's just something that I tend to agree with you to
0: work on. I tend to agree with you. Like I have like principles about like the type of products that I want to put out in terms of Mm -hmm. music. You have principles about your products and like, that's not going to change. Certainly other people sometimes don't have principles about their products. So that is what it is. Like you have your values, but if you see someone who's like, you know, Maybe you feel like the quality of their actual product is, like, not up to your standards, but, like, they're a better marketer than you. You could feel kind of like, oh, that's not fair. Like, their product isn't good. Or you can be like, who cares about their product? If I have this great product and I could learn how to do that great marketing, like, that's yes. the thing you focus on? Yes,
1: the latter. Yeah. Because if you... And I think this, this is in most cases that if you have a good product, effort, if you have anything that's good, more than likely it's going to sell itself. Yeah. However, you do still have to work at it to market it, to yeah. get to the consumer to know about it.
0: That thing you said about like if it's good, people will like it. I don't know if that's always true in music. That's why I like to ask about it because hmm. I think there's a lot of really well, great, like super well produced music that like if the culture isn't like ready to to receive it or like if it's not like packaged right, people will be like, mm. like I feel like the way that people consume music is sometimes so like, well, do you like it? If you like it, then. Maybe I should like, you know, it's kind of just like fashion does that too. Yeah. I think that's what I was trying to say before with like it's music trends and fashion trends are both like dictated by the public sometimes in like such bizarre ways.
1: Yes. Um I can see that for sure. But it okay. it again goes to who you're marketing towards. Yeah. So if you know your market well enough, I think... You're not yeah. necessarily going to have that problem. Sure. Um, where in music, I think it's a lot more broad. Where there's not this one type of person who's going to listen yeah. to only this one genre. Yeah. So I, I think that's it's tricky. That's hard too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: it's tricky. I like. I mean, obviously, I like thinking about it because this is like what this whole conversation yeah. is trying to be about. Like, okay, is there anything? in like the fashion industry. And I mean, like you can, you can, it could be about like how you interact with other professionals, how you interact with like, you know, brands, like, like, um, there's like individual designers and then like brands that like bring designers together. Is that like a thing like magazines or like,
1: okay. Yeah. I
0: I don't know. I'm just saying like, I want to make it as broad as possible or like consumers or like whatever. Or just the general public and how they, like, interact with, like, the idea of fashion design. Um, is there anything that you feel like you are you love and you're so excited about it? And you're like, there's this thing that I, like, I'm so into about my profession. Um, or anything that you're like, this is so annoying. <laughs> I wish I could just get rid of it. Anything you want to tell, like, in either direction about, like, just when you're, like, you know, trying to fall asleep at night. What are the things that you're like? This is so great, or like, oh my gosh, I never want to deal with this again.
1: Yeah, I think the, the one of the coolest things that I found is within this community here is that everyone typically does work with each other. Yeah, and so if there's like a show, you know, you get to because the community is so small. All anyway you get to know other people and you get to meet all these cool different people. And so in that, I think you can kind of bounce off of each other a little bit and kind of create this, this awesome energy of just creativeness. Yeah. I think that's what I meant by collaboration. (laughs) Like
0: it's not so much that maybe you're working on a project together, but like this collaborative, like we are Salt Lake city fashion designers and like, we all are doing our individual thing. Like, do you do you feel that way? Like,
1: kind of. There's a support
0: yeah. in that community.
1: And I think That's w- great, especially with um, the sh- the fashion shows that are produced here. Um, in that there's that community of hey, we're putting on a show. Like, yeah. do you want to be involved?
0: It's pretty you know, inclusive. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And is it inclusive of like new? new designers yeah for sure everyone's curious about it
1: yeah because I'm great I think it's inevitable that people are always like oh there's something new there's this new designer around like this is what they're doing yeah so I think there's always the acceptance for sure because it is you know it's something you know we might not have seen before here so
0: yeah I like that idea that it's there isn't a scarcity mentality. It's like everyone's doing different stuff. So there's room for all of us. Um, you feel like yeah. that. And then well, what's something that bugs you if you have something?
1: The, just that going back into the community because there are clicks and there are yeah the it's kind of both. Yeah. there, it's good and bad with the community. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. and I've seen some people kind of burn their bridges early on. And so that kind of affects them throughout yeah. their career. And so word gets out, obviously, because it is a small community. Yeah. So you just need to be nice to people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you just need to be nice and considerate. And this is you know. the bottom line. Right? Yeah. Like that's like
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Although I do see like this is something that has made me personally feel cynical, uh, when I see people who are not nice like really pulling ahead, like kind of crushing other people to get ahead. That's something that like makes me I have like I just like refuse. <laughs> like I just like yeah. will not participate in it. Even if it means like I don't get ahead. Cause it's just like too gross. Right.
1: Yeah. I see that. But then they only get so far. You think there's. They, they kind of plateau. Yeah. Here anyway in Salt Lake. Yeah. I, I've seen most people kind of plateau. Yeah.
0: You can't, you can't keep getting ahead if you're kind of like.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Skeevy. There's only
1: so many stones yeah. <laughs> that you can step on. Only so on, many bridges so.
0: you can burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
0: okay. Last, last kind of thing. I want to talk about like how you like personally interact with like your profession. Do you have imposter syndrome? Do you like ever feel like, yes. do I belong here? <laughs> I mean, let me,
1: I'd love to know about I it. I mean, there in any creative field, you're, you're going to have some insecurity. Yeah. And for me, I try to when I do have that insecurity, it's usually brief um, only because I will kind of look at it more in a positive way where why am I not feeling like this is good enough or if it's not I need to work on it better. And so if it's not at that time and I need to be public or, yeah. you know, showcase it, yeah. you know, you do have to yeah. sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to act like you have the confidence, yeah. even though it might not be up to mm-hmm. what you think it might be. Yeah. And of course, we're always our own biggest critic. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anything else about, like, how you feel, like, your personal, like, your, like, who you are as a person, like, affects or bleeds into or, or like, doesn't get into, like, your art? Like, how much of you is in it? How much of you are, like, boundaryed from it?
1: Yes. It's from previous years i think i've always kind of tried to keep it a little bit separate mm. with my peers in the industry but as more events and as i get to know more of these people they've become my friends not only my peers yeah and so that line has kind of blended yeah um and kind of blurred
0: what about like in your products like oh go ahead yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so i i think there's there's that aspect for sure in my product it it's all me it's all, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um especially you know like i said earlier it, it used to be my coping method i mm, think mm-hmm. it still is mm. in many cases i struggle cases. with that one
0: what used to be therapeutic is like your job now in this way that's like, yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it it still is um I think it's it's a little bit different than music. Yeah. Where I I mean, if I hate something, I can create it in a way that you wouldn't necessarily think so. Whereas music, if you're writing a song about like hating something, <laughs> you know, it's pretty apparent. It's personal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, except that I think a lot of like so you you wouldn't say the same thing about like a novelist, right? Like a like a novelist, like an author can write a book, or like a you know a poet can write things that aren't autobiographical, and I think a lot of musicians do that too. Like they write songs from like perspectives that aren't theirs, but like culturally, we feel like musicians are their music, uh, in a way that like isn't necessarily true.
1: Yes, but I. I-
0: I do. I, f- I agree with you that people kind of like it. There is less distance. I mean, especially for like a singer, there's less distance in between like the music you perform and like who you are. And that, cri- like, if someone criticizes the music, it's pretty like
1: it's you. It's like they hate me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you don't feel that way if people criticize your pieces?
1: I don't think so. No, and because it's, like, it's it's not it, about you. Right. <clears throat> Usually the bad feedback that I get, it, well, in fashion, it's always subjective. And so if somebody doesn't like it, it's, you know, it's just not their style. Yeah. So, it's not because
0: it's like bad. It's just right. not what they like. <laughs> Music is the same way. Yeah. Um, Do you, like, how do you deal with like rejection?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I create more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> more, you just make more stuff. Yeah. That's what I do too. I was talking about this with someone yesterday. Like, I mean, I'm not good at dealing with rejection. Like it gets, it goes in my heart. Like I don't deal with it. Well, like I absorb it in a way that I really need to learn not to, but I absorb it and I'm like, okay, but I think I can make something new. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I just like keep trying just this little like okay but let me try again um which I don't know I think that's gonna it's gonna run out (laughs) at some point if
1: you if it's something that you are serious about and you you want to get into or you know whatever then the tenacity is good to have Absolutely. Yeah. But I <laughs> so think there's it, like
0: tenacity and resilience have a relationship that is very delicate.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: What do you think? Or do, or do you have any? I mean, I think we're kind of like, we're done. Unless like, is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of like, what is creativity? What does it mean to be an artist? Um, what What's beautiful about being an artist? What is so hard about being an artist? Anything you just like wish people like the general public could understand about what your life is like um do you have any other thoughts about like just any anything like in any of those
1: well i think everyone is creative it's just that if they pursue it or not yeah because i mean the creative can be in so many different things i mean it can be in you know like cooking you know adding like a Absolutely. different spice or, yeah. you know, it can be, I mean,
0: I mean, you going and
1: driving, like you can yeah. <laughs> go a different route. Absolutely. Like that's kind of creative too. So it's, it's, it's Or even just like
0: in your mind, like you can be creative in like how you frame a situation. Like yeah. Yeah. How you choose to see something. Like, I think it's creative to take rejection or a criticism and be like, well, maybe like this clothing that I'm making like reminds this person of like some roommate they had mm. that was like terrible. Maybe. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I think that like just the way that you choose to kind of like frame things can be very creative. I, I've i been thinking about that a lot lately, like trying to just kind of be more creative in like how I interact with like ideas, like how I interact with like feedback and not even feedback of me, but just like, you know, if I see the public like reacting a certain way to like this artist or like some decision that this artist made or, what she wore, you know, cause people are <laughs> so like,
1: everyone's quick to judge.
0: Yeah. And trying to think like, what is this really about? Like what are other ways? Like just as like an exercise, I, I've, I've been kind of like on one about that lately. Anything else you want to say? About any I of the things. Know.
1: Yeah. I think we've covered pretty we much.
0: Talked, we, we got to the depth <laughs> of like your, your passion as an artist, your passion for fashion. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. I have one final question that I ask everybody. What's your dream collaboration or like your dream project?
1: See, I was thinking about that too, but I, I just draw blanks. <laughs> um, but I think, my dream collaboration would just be like i don't know lately i've been seeing a lot of clothing with like keith haring prints so keith haring is a an artist okay um, this graphic artist and i've been seeing a lot of his prints on on mm-hmm. clothing mm-hmm. and i've seen that for the last you know a little while so i think having some kind of collaboration with another artist, um, you know, visual artist, I think would be really cool. Yeah. Um,
0: I really get excited about the idea of collaboration. (laughs) I think it's a great way to like reinvigorate your own like inspiration and motivation.
1: Yeah, for sure. But really collaborating with anybody. Um, I was with this, this small group of I would say creatives, for sure. They're all in kind of different industries. But um, everyone was just talking just in this group session, just like bouncing ideas off of each other. And I think just in that, if anything, taking away just ideas, I Mm. think would be really cool. So, Yeah. yeah there's no, you don't have like a certain model you thing. want to see
0: where your clothes or like a certain like runway show you to like want to be in or,
1: I mean, there's always the dream and there's the want, but I don't know that I would necessarily really want it. Yeah.
0: That's how I feel about like <laughs> American Idol. I mean, it's not, the, it's not the same American Idol's reality TV, but, uh, But yeah, I mean, like you can think about like those kind of like big, like fame things in the abstract, but like to actually do those things, like would that feel good to me? Yeah. (laughs) Like would I like that? I'm such an introvert. (laughs) I feel, I'm shy. So I feel like, I feel like a certain level of like, like I'd love to have fans. I'd love to have like a healthy number of fans so that I could like tour and fill up like a, like a tiny room, like a hundred people.
1: That would be awesome. Um,
0: But who like love the music and feel like, like know the words, mm. you know, but like, do I want to play like stadium shows? <sighs> no, you know, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> if we're being real be
1: about it. Terrifying.
0: I don't think I'd be scared of it. I just think I would feel t- so tired after. I'm sure. Know? Yeah. I would just feel drained. Like, but playing like a small show for people who like, love my music like as much as i love it or like almost as much as i love it or more (laughs) um like that would feed back like that would that would like leave me feeling like
1: fulfilled and
0: it would it would leave me with like i would give them and then like it would come back
1: i see yeah like the energy
0: would come back but like playing like i think there's like a there's like a size cap where like it would just <laughs> go out. It would just leave and never return. Maybe. it's just, that's just I don't me.
1: Know. <laughs>
0: now we're talking there's about me instead of talking about there's you. There's
1: always that happy medium <laughs> yes. of everything. Though.
0: You feel like that too in terms of like you're like, you want to carve out like a little a little corner?
1: I th- Maybe. I don't know. I think as long as I'm able to do what I'm doing, And I can, what makes me really happy is seeing somebody wear it and they kind of light up. That for me is like the ultimate gift. That's, that's everything. So if I am able to grow from that, then great. But if I can at least get that, then I'll be fine.
0: That's really lovely.
1: (laughs) That's really nice.
0: Um, Okay. Tell us like the name, like where we can find you on like Instagram or Twitter or your site. Um, And then like, do you also maybe want to tell like when you're launching your, your next like collection?
1: Yes. So I don't have a set date of when my collection will be released, but it will be here sometime <laughs> <laughs> you mean here in the world or
0: like you'll have a show
1: um i don't think i'll necessarily have a show maybe more of a showroom okay but cool. i'll have something okay might not be this year but it's coming okay great <laughs> but great. my brand is bai Shao and by and
0: b-y-s-h-a-o yes dot com yes okay
1: Yes. And there it's, there's not a lot, but I have a mailing list where I'm growing my following base. It's really
0: important. (laughs) You guys, as you're listening, if the things that Davis is describing sound great to you, go to b y s h a o B-Y-S-H-A-O.com. Yes. And And sign up for the mailing list. Yeah. Okay. Instagram.
1: Instagram, Facebook, I have Twitter, but it doesn't really, it's I not active. I also struggle with Twitter. <laughs> but it's all the same. It's Baishao USA. Okay. Yeah. And then I have all my personal things, which you can also follow me on. Which are? Um, it's IartDavisH. So I-A-R-T Davis H. Okay. That's usually mostly Instagram and you'll see all my things there. Great. between like behind the scenes and, you know, yeah. what I'm working on or, awesome. you know, just pictures and videos of what I'm doing and producing. So Cool.
0: Thanks so much for being here. Yeah.
1: Thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our music is by Jerem Hansen and artwork by Savannah Kiniston. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, please send me a note through my website, emvocals.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.